Teach me about the Great Lakes. Teach me about the Great Lakes. Welcome back to Teach Me About the Great Lakes, a twice monthly podcast in which I, a Great Lakes novice, ask people who are smarter and harder working than I am teach me all about the Great Lakes. My name is Stuart Carlton and I work with Illinois Indiana Sea Grant and right now is when I normally put in some sort of obnoxious thing about something I do know, but I don't know a lot about the Great Lakes, but we do not have time for that tonight. Um, whereby tonight I mean this morning, because it is the special time of year, everybody's favorite time of year. It is time for the 2022 Lakeys. That's right, quite possibly not the least prestigious Great Lakes-related uh, award ceremony that there is, podcast division. And I'm excited to be joined on the uh, red carpet. I'm walking down the red carpet right now. I happen to be joined on the red carpet by... Uh, Carolyn Foley and Hope Charters. Carolyn, in person, how are things for you? I am doing well, thank you. And my shoes are quiet because I'm wearing running shoes. That's right. She's wearing running shoes. I am wearing high heels. Hope Charters, <laughs> what's your footwear? What's your footwear sitch? I'm going to say that I'm wearing house slippers because they're the comfiest. I know. I need a pair of house slippers. Every year I tell myself I'm going to get those L.L. Bean ones. This is not a recommendation. Um, but then I look and they're like $90. And I'm like, yeah. And then every year I'm like, I should have got these. Go second hand. Be sustainable. Mm, it's a solid point. Second foot in this case. <laughs> so that aside, this is the Lakeys Award. I want to give a little bit of background on this before we get into it. So the reason that we have the Lakeys is is kind of two or threefold. The first fold um, is because uh, I thought of the name Lakeys, in all honesty, is what it was. And I was like, there's got to be some Lakeys. If there's going to be Lakeys, might as well be our Lakeys. So uh, that was reason number one. Reason number two is I... You know, we learn about all this cool stuff, but that's only some of the cool stuff that's out there uh, in terms of Great Lakes science, outreach, you know, uh, communication, donuts, of course, sandwiches or whatever. And, and so we really want to celebrate that. And then kind of the third fold in this threefold reason, a tripartite set of reasons, I suppose, is um, that award ceremonies are kind of fundamentally silly. And uh, in that they're a little bit arbitrary, a little bit random. There's often behind the scenes politicking going on. And so we thought it would be fun to sort of just, you know, do that live on air uh, so that people can hear that. And and so we, we, <laughs> we have decided this. <laughs> we have decided that. <laughs> and so, um, uh, so we are going to present the Lakeys to you. Now, big disappointment. We don't have any special Lakeys music ready. Um, so I, I guess... Uh, you have to do the hand moments with it too. Not quite jazz hands, not quite jazz fingers, but just imagine that. That's Okay. So as a reminder, we've been asking listeners over the last several weeks or months to to nominate different work for the Lakeys. And so the the listeners have chimed in and we've brought some of our own things to the to the table as well. And so we're going to go category by category looking at the different nominees, talking about some of them, and we will choose generally one or two uh, runners-up, and we will choose a Lakey Award winner. And as a reminder, it's just something we think is notable. We are not, of course, the arbiters of quality, although we secretly think we are. And um, so uh, it's just something wonderful. And then we're going to send them this year. we got certificates as soon as I make certificates. We've got swag as soon as we get more swag printed, and we'll be sending all that surely sometime in the next eight months uh, to the... <laughs> To the Lakey Award winners. All right. First category. The first Lakey's category is uh, Great Lakes News Event of the Year. So a lot of news in the Great Lakes. So what is the biggest news event in the year? And I've got a couple from the audience. The audience voted for uh, the Great Lakes Water Quality Agreement. 
uh, 50th anniversary. That's big news, isn't it, Carolyn? Yes, it absolutely is. It's extremely important. So you're a, a water quality agreement fan. You stand for the water quality agreement. What what is what is so important about this? I mean, I, I think that what's really incredible about it is that you know people. Uh, sometimes forget that the Great Lakes are an international location. There are two countries that are interested in it. And so the fact that they could come together um, 50 years ago and make some plans to try to improve the waterways for everyone who lives around them um, with some solid movements, and there has been so much work since then. Um, So it's pretty cool. Kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I think that international thing is important. And, and we did speak in our last episode with Chris Korleski, the director of Glenpoe, about the water quality agreement. And it was a nice conversation. And another point he meant is that, you know, part of people are often left out uh, intentionally or otherwise are, are the tribal organizations, too. Um, and and uh, that's an important part of the... That's a fair point. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great. That was one. Another audience nomination is uh, Mike Shorman. Ooh, I love this nomination. Um, So he is the first disabled man to cross all the Great Lakes on a paddleboard this summer. And apparently there's going to be a documentary about it um, coming out next year. Yeah, so we're excited about that. And he was diagnosed with uh, Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. And uh, uh, paddleboarding was part of his sort of return to physical and and mental wellness. So I think that to me is really great because it reminds me of how uh, a resource like the lakes can be whole person wellness, right? I think is part part of the deal there. Those are two great audience nominations. My my nomination that I'd like to bring is the Embridge Line 5, um, you know, which is something new, right? Great Lakes Water Quality Agreement is very big, but it's, it's you know, it's 50 years old, um, still very important. But it's something that's kind of ongoing, a live issue right now, is the Embridge Line 5 pipeline. And so if, if you don't know what that is, that's an oil pipeline from Wisconsin to Ontario. It was built in 1953, supposed to last about 50 years, but it's, it's actually still in use. And so in the last year, um, Gretchen Whitmer, the uh, uh, governor of, of Michigan, and the DNR, they uh, revoked the easement um, so, so that the pipeline would not have to get shut down. But the pipeline's still operating as this works its way through court. Um, and it's a fairly contentious issue. You know, like uh, it's a binational complex Great Lakes story. Uh, the Canadian government has filed briefs favoring keeping the pipeline open. Uh, the U.S. government is preparing an environmental impact statement. Um, you know, uh, but it's a, it's a real working pipeline. It's, it's spilled, you know, like a million plus gallons of oil in the Great Lakes over the last 50 years. Right. But it's also important for, you know, lots of economics and stuff like that. Like, um, a whole bunch of Ontario strongly relies on that pipeline, which is why it's such a contentious issue. And in that way, I think it's kind of representative of a lot of what the Great Lakes is, right? Is, yeah. is how do we balance that stuff? And that's why I think, um, that's a, that's a very worthy nominee as well. Yep. Yeah, so, um, my, if I mean, I am very bad at making decisions, but this is one of the categories I actually felt pretty strongly about, that um, the nomination about Mike Shorman uh, being a disabled person cross all the Great Lakes on a paddleboard, that to me is just, it's it's a story, it's a news story, but it, it signifies um, lakes being accessible to all sorts of different types of people, and that people could go around, um, and just... Um, I was getting that sent to, that story sent to me by multiple family members and things like that. Like, hey, did you see this? So it really inspires just the love of the lakes, right? I think that my vote is for the Mike Shorman story also. I am also disabled. I have type 1 diabetes. And so I just like really connected with this on a human level. Um, it just really pulled on my emotions. And so I think that's why I just love this story. Well, Sounds like I'm going to be outvoted uh, two to one. So the winner of the uh, Great Lakes News event of the year is the Terry Fox of the Great Lakes himself, Mike Shorman. 
So congrats to, to Mike. And we will have a runner-up. Uh, runner-up will be in Bridge Line 5. Hopefully someone's making a note of this. Okay, uh, moving on. Category 2, the Great Lakes Research Finding of the Year. And so a lot of good things were nominated for this. Uh, Carolyn, did you have one that you wanted to call out? Sure. Um, so there was an article that was sent in um, by Tamana Yasmin, uh, who is a PhD candidate and has an article in Nature um, looking at kind of how sea lamprey, um, like the thing about sea lamprey is that people, for as long as they've been around and for as much of people have been concerned about their effects on the Great Lakes, people still don't really know necessarily all that much. So any um, additional information, because, you know, there are these kind of key, these key species in the Great Lakes that kind of drive so many different things that happen. And sea lamprey is absolutely one of those. So any additional information about that, I think is pretty awesome. Um, I like the nomination of Miriam Diamond from the Department of Earth Sciences at the University of Toronto. She published an article about children's school uniforms as a source of PFAS. And wastewater systems are not designed to filter out PFAS, so these chemicals will eventually end up in the Great Lakes as its sources are widespread. And I think that really shows how everything that we do in our lives can lead to harming the environment. And so we have to think even about what clothes we wear. Uh, and, and that's, you know, they call them so-called forever chemicals, right? And so that is kind of a critical, uh, critical Great Lakes um, everywhere issue. And and seeing the fact that it's in school uniforms, I thought that was really, really striking as well. Um, my my nomination is actually not one from the audience. It's uh, it's a paper written by, I'm, I apologize on the name here, but it's uh, it's a paper called Six Decades of Lake Ontario Ecological History According to Benthos. And it was published by uh, Lyubov Berlakova. Uh, and many other co-authors in the um, in the Journal of Great Lakes Research, including uh, Ashley Elgin, who we had on talking about that in other papers. And what I like about this one is uh, they look at 50 plus years of data in Lake Ontario, and you can see how the eco- ecosystem is, is sort of transformed over those times, like with the introduction of dreisenids, which are the mussels, and and then how like the zooplankton have almost disappeared, other mollusks have greatly declined, and things like that. And what I like about this is it's the importance of long-term data sets and government research programs and stuff like that. Because if this stuff isn't being collected over time, it doesn't exist. You can't go back and get 25-year-old data or 50-year-old data. And so that, to me, is something that's a really important part of the Great Lakes story and important part of what we talked about. Um, and so then, yeah, so those are three great things. We got to choose, right? Only one can win a lakey. Uh, so what I would say is hope. I agree about the PFAS stuff, but I think that might come up in just a couple of minutes. So if we can hold the PFAS story, <laughs> uh, I think maybe one of these other papers. Does that work for you? Yep. Okay. So, Carolyn, what are you thinking? We got, uh, uh, we got um, Lake Ontario history, 50 years. Lake Ontario touches Canada. <laughs> <laughs> a portion of it is in Canada, yeah. So that team um, does a lot of incredible work with a lot of data sets and things like that. So, um, again, I'm very bad. at. I do want to give a shout-out to a couple of other nominees, too. Um, maybe we'll put links to them in the show notes. Of course we will. Um, that there's a couple of other pretty awesome um, publications that have come out. But, yeah, I'm totally fine with the. Uh, the lakey going to the team from Buffalo State. Fantastic. In that case, we will have... Well, led by Buffalo State. My mistake. Yeah, there's a very broad team. So the runner-up will be... Um, uh, Yasmin, um, led by PhD candidate 
Tamana Yasmin about sea lamprey. Yeah, very cool. And that was the one that was in, I mean, that was in a nature publication too, right? Yeah, that's pretty big I was pretty a PhD deal. candidate once. <laughs> yes. Nature didn't hear my work, shall we say. Yep. <laughs> still don't. No. Uh, great. But the lake, you know what? I'm not going to do a drum roll every time because that would be stupid. Um, but the lake he goes to, in this case, six decades of Lake Ontario ecological history, according to Benthos. Um, and congrats to all. Woo! There was Katie O'Reilly going, woo. All right. Uh, next up now is where it starts to get contentious. Now we're really elbow deep into the Lakey's Great Lakes Animal of the Year. Great Lakes Animal of the Year. Hope. Cisco. Sorry. I jumped in. Cisco. <laughs> Cisco. So tell me about Cisco. I don't even know what Cisco is. I'm thinking like wireless routers or, or food, deli- you know, like institutional food. <laughs> tell me about the fish called the Cisco and why isn't it called the Fishco? I I cannot answer that particular question, but um, Cisco are uh, uh, fish that historically were present in the Great Lakes, and there have been, they are extremely important to Indigenous people around the Great Lakes. Um, they provide they were an important part of the food web, and they sort of tanked for a while. And there are efforts to sort of reintroduce them. They're just kind of like I'm not a fish person, and I think Cisco are kind of cool. So, um, but yeah, no, they are. I don't know. They're important. Also, there's this thing called Cisco Inferno. Cisco on, Inferno. If you look hashtag Cisco Inferno on social media, it's like just tons of people who are doing cool research, gathering different stuff. Are people dancing with their Cisco? I, I don't know. Hey, Cisco Inferno people, can you like tweet <laughs> at Teach Great Lakes? And well, as long as we're still on there, um, potentially also connect with Illinois Indiana Sea Grant other ways. But um, yeah, and tell us Cisco's if you dance. not the only inferno going on right now on social media. <laughs> so, all right. What's your vote, Hope? Um, I love Gobi Dogs. I will always be a fan of Gobi Dogs. <laughs> Whoever nominated that. Thank you. Hard to argue with the Gobi Dog, I'll be honest. Uh, my vote is actually, and um, it's going to be a past Lakey winner. So last year, the Lakey's Animal of the Year was the piping plover, as we like to think of them, the cotton balls with toothpick legs. This year, uh, Monty, uh, maybe the most famous piping plover in the world, not necessarily a large group to choose from, uh, especially in the Great Lakes. Uh, but Monty died, and we've had a number of episodes on Monty, and, and Rose has gone missing. We're not sure um, what the status with her is. Uh, and and grief is the status grief is the status yeah she might have died of a broken heart um (laughs) happy holidays Uh, so i uh it would be weird after two years of lakey's to already have a repeat winner but if we are going to have a repeat winner uh, i think it should be monty and rose the specific two piping plovers rather than the general concept of piping plovers that won animal of the year last year do people still say pour one out for my homies I don't know. Uh, you know by the time <laughs> I am so out of touch with I think cool things. I've heard that expression, and so uh, since I have heard it, probably not. It's, usually, it's it's dead. Then they poured one out for that when they heard me saying it. But yes, we should uh, we should at least pour one out for Hope's homies. Yep, Monty so, and maybe Rose. So I've already expressed my strong opinion for Cisco, but I also defer to either of you. Whatever you all think. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'll go with Piping Plovers. Monty and Rose. Yeah, just specifically Monty and Rose. We can't nominate the podcast network for a Lakey and win. All right. Monty and Rose. Monty and Rose. Lakey winner. Runner up Cisco. Uh, You know, if they want to win, they could change their name to Fishco. Just pointing that out. 
Okay, next. Uh, the uh, Great Lakes non-animal of the year. Great Lakes non-animal of the year. And this is a pretty broad category since it potentially encompasses everything that is not an animal. So I, I want to disqualify one of the nominations. I have a feeling someone it's the one I'm about to nominate. I, someone said Dr. Fish. Dr. Oh, no. Fish is an animal. That so was the one that I wanted to vote for. Somebody went in. I know exactly who did this. I won't call them out on the podcast, but I have a feeling that they've appeared on two episodes around Halloween. Um, actually, it might not have been them. But uh, regardless, regardless, uh, yeah, someone went in and nominated Titus for every category, uh, which is fine. Um, yeah, that one can be disqualified. I really hope it was Titus. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going disqualify, to disqualify for non-animal of the year because humans are animals. All right, Hope, who's your nominee for this non-animal? Um, I just really like the description on this one, the majestic white pine. Majestic white pine. Extremely important plant, yes. I would assume so. I don't know a ton about white pine. It's not a Christmas tree. That's what I know about it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure, and I apologize whoever nominated if I'm incorrect, but I'm pretty sure they were historically fairly important in like unicology and stuff and like shoreline along. And so people have been similar to the Cisco. They have potentially been trying to... Reintroduce them. Also, they're beautiful. All right. <laughs> uh, fantastic. And and uh, my nomination is the uh, Sailing Vessel Inland Seas, a 77-foot-tall ship schooner that acts as an educational platform to connect people around the Great Lakes with water. And this is part of the ship school. Uh, Inland Seas is this organization, and we feature them on our social media as a Lakey nominee for actually in a different category. But I think that ship itself, because I look at this 77-foot-tall schooner, and I think to myself – I would like to have a 77-foot-tall schooner for Illinois Indiana Sea Grant or Gobi Dog Media or whatever, the SS Spill or SV Spillhouse, whatever. And, and so I see that. I'm like, boy, that is a very solid non-Animal of the Year nominee. Yeah. And I mean, the, the programming that they're doing is really, really awesome. Um, so I will, um, I will throw in the nomination because this cracked me up. Coontail, um, that's an aquatic um, macrophyte, so a plant. And the description is, it's so soft and fun to snorkel through. My recollection of coontail when sampling wetlands was that it was really annoying if you had long hair because it potentially got stuck in your hair. Mm. But perhaps it is fun to snorkel through. Um, but yeah, I'm going to mention that one, though I think my vote goes toward the inland sea. So when I read that nomination, I actually thought they were talking about a raccoon's tail. <laughs> well, it kind of looks that way. Like it's like it's like kind of bushy. So I, I, I could see whoever says it's fun, but it also can kind of get stuck. But maybe it's anyway. I won't go on about macrophytes. So. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. No, that, that's. <laughs> There's your Great Lakes back to the earth. All right, fantastic. Well, in that case, I think we've got two votes for it. Uh, and so the um, the Great Lakes non-animal of the year is going to be the Sailing Vessel Inland Seas. So congrats to them. Woo! I keep playing Katie O'Reilly going, woo, woo! after every one of these. <laughs> fantastic. All right. The intensity continues. So this one is tough because we haven't traveled much, but uh, this might be the most important among the most important categories. And that is Great Lakes Sandwich of the Year, or as Craig calls it, Sando of the Year. Great Lakes Sando of the Year. Uh, and so we got a lot of good audience votes. Um, Carolyn, is there a sandwich that you would like to feature? Absolutely. The falafel pita. There's a lovely, lovely description. Uh, vegetarian, halal, inexpensive, portable, hearty, and tasty, beloved the world over and available in most Great Lakes cities. 
It can be enjoyed in by most of, in the Great Lakes watershed, pays homage to immigrants who settled in the Great Lakes cities for economic opportunity, and it connects us to the rest of the world. It's also flippin' delicious. So, yeah, very strong yes for falafel for me. I agree. This is a case where a strong nomination really helped, right? Um, but also, well, like, the sandwich itself. The sandwich itself, yes. My one concern about this... delicious. Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> my, my concern is, is that if you wanted to make sort of the... If you could really make this a lot better by making a falafel pasty. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. It would really be multicultural in that way, and it would be much more Great Lakes-oriented, because this is a sandwich that doesn't exist outside of the Great Lakes, right? And and so um, I think that it could be improved I'm, upon... I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people who create pasties that have, like, chickpea-type... Yeah. But that's not what's nominated. I understand, okay. but you know what? I'm still going to go for falafels. <laughs> Um, my vote is obviously, again, going to go for Gopi Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> also, can I just say that I'm really glad that nobody nominated T- Titus for this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, Falafel Pita. I mean, obviously, Gopi Dog question is, is that a sandwich? But that's a debate from several years ago, whether or not that uh, would be a sandwich. Yeah, I was just joking. I definitely go with the Falafel Pita. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, Falafel Pita is going to take it. I'm going to go runner up the Whitefish Sandwich from the, uh, oh, boy. Lit- Culinary school. Obviously, Stuart does not know French (laughs) or cannot read it at all. Stuart took French from first grade through college. Well, how did you? Why did you pause? Yeah, why did you pause? They should know then. Because they took Cajun French. (laughs) Hi. All right. Runner up there um, in the falafel pita. It's going to be hard to send a certificate to a falafel pita, but we'll, we'll do it. So, our actually, best. just encourage everybody to go out. If you've never tried one before, go try one. Yeah, falafel's really good. Really awesome. Yeah. So. It's, right. a, it's a chick. I mean, you probably had it. Our audience is, uh, you know. But if you haven't, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a chickpea no, hush no, no, puppy. No, no, Let them go learn. Let oh, them go let learn. them go learn. Yeah, let it be a surprise. Don't yeah. even tell them what it is. Donut, donut. Yeah. Oh, this one, I actually, this one is good. This one is good. Um, we had a couple audience uh, votes that I think are worth calling out uh, before my nomination. The pumpkin donut at Jenny's Farm Stand in Dexter, Michigan. I love the specificity of this nomination. And second of all, it's seasonal and a farm stand, right? I mean, this is so great. So one great thing about this area compared to the south is where I'm from is we have a, we have a fall. And this fall was amazing this year, incidentally. And so when you think about it being decorative gourd season, my friends, that's a lot more meaningful here than it is elsewhere. And so when I see that, it's really, really nice. I honestly was also going to vote for I mean, I wanted to expand it past the pumpkin donuts at Jenny's Farm Stand in Dexter, Michigan, to cider and pumpkin donuts around the Great Lakes Basin because they are, I mean, tasty. They, I've never had one. Now you guys are like... For real? Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. They are, yeah. And like, That's they're just delicious. nice. Yeah. So... Um, All right. Writing that on my... My wish list for Craig to make me pumpkin donuts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or next fall, head up the side of Lake Michigan there and stop somewhere. Yeah. All right. Perfect. I think my vote is for the vegan cake donut because I've been trying to eat more vegan stuff. Um, Not because I am vegan, but just to try it out and see how it tastes. Um, Be a little healthier. So that is from Cafe Donuts on Monroe Street in Toledo. What I like about that is a number of the guests that we've had on um, who have voted for donut have been vegan and said vegan donuts somewhere. So I think it's a big refuge for people who otherwise sometimes would have trouble finding things to eat, right? Um, especially, yeah, so that's really great. And they sort of just glaze over the yeast thing. Um, but that's fine. And, um, well, no, they, maybe they, they literally diff- glaze over the yeast <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, y'all can pick what you want, but I do have a vote that I that I, I want to put out there. And that is the Long John or Cream Stick, as our friend Jay calls it, uh, from Beniston's, Beniston's in Evanston, Illinois. This is a donut that was so good, it got banned from Teach Me About the Great Lakes. And so... It got redacted, anyway, from Teach Me About the Great Lakes. And so I want to call out Benison's Cream Stick. Yep. I it could will... be recommended, is all I'm saying. Sounds good. I yep. think my official vote is going to go for the pumpkin donut, because now I really, really want to try one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, pumpkin donuts. Yeah, pumpkin and cider donuts. We'll, we'll say, mm-hmm. well, if we can combine those two, I'm on board with that. If it's all just right. pumpkin, I'm going to push Pumpkin and cider, but I think the official certificate should go to Jenny's Farm Stand yep. in Dexter, Michigan. And the swag, as soon as we get that printed. Cool. Remind me, we need to figure out what swag is. Okay. Fantastic. All right, rolling through them now. The Teach Me About the Great Lakes fact of the year. The coolest thing you learned on Teach Me About the Great Lakes. Now, this is a challenging category for me because, as you may know, listener, I am completely incompetent. And so, actually, recording (laughs) takes up all of my mental ability to make sure that I haven't, like, deleted something or lost a question or, or, you know, broken my computer. So, the dirty little secret of this podcast is that I barely pay any attention to what the guests are saying until I listen. (laughs) Or I pay attention, but I forget to remember is how it (laughs) is. So... But I go back through my notes, and I, I, I do have one, but I would love to hear your uh, – and this one is the audience nominee, actually, for me, and it's my nominee as well. Uh, but what do we got? Anybody got a cool fact from teaching about the Great Lakes? Uh, cats contain high levels of fire retardant. Uh, yeah, that is the one that I have as well, Hope, and that, um, that comes from all the PFAS. It's in, like, couches, and, and uh, you know, we learned about this on Teach Me About and the Great Lakes. And it was flame, fire, flame retardants, yeah. too, right? flame retardants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any, a lot of things in your house, and your cats, they snuggle, and they lick stuff, and they purr and inhale and, and all that, and they get really filled up with all of these forever chemicals. And we learned about this on Teach Me About the Great Lakes episode something with Marta Veneer. Yeah, which, that, that was a great episode, if you haven't listened she was so engaging and really good at talking about these things that are to me very difficult to wrap my head around sometimes mm-hmm. so and you can find that interview at teach me about the lakes.com slash 5252 because that was episode 52 where she talked about all these forever chemicals so um the person who nominated this uh included in their nomination sad but memorable and for me personally this one is sad a little bit too because the kitty that was there he has passed on so my megatron there so anyway so pour another one out for my homie yep pour another (laughs) one out and um but i was so he would like hang out with me all the time while recording this and it was hilarious so um i i'm very happy to put my vote toward that one for fact of the year though i do appreciate that someone noted that it gets pretty rowdy at live recordings during conferences because it absolutely (laughs) does that is a very good runner-up yeah if you haven't been one of our live recordings they're super fun there's beer we're planning on doing another one at IACLR 2023, probably, maybe. We're going to have at least three next year. I oh, think. goodness gracious. Oh, yeah, wow. IACLR 2023, the Great Lakes Sea Grant Network meeting. And then we've been invited, invited, what? invited to do a live podcast at the uh, Contaminants of Emerging Concern conference. Stuart looks so smug right Urbana now. Champagne. <laughs> I mean, we're invited by someone who works for Sea Grant. <laughs> Cool. So, so cats uh, contain high levels of uh, uh, usually high levels of flame retardants. There it is. That is your lakey winner. Oh, I forgot Katie O'Reilly. Hold on. Here she comes. Podcasts of the year. Uh, so this one, uh, we said science podcast of the year, and I actually haven't listened to as many science. Po- I'll be honest. The main podcast I've been listening to this year, I really got into Judge John Hodgman. Have you heard this? No. Really, really good. You know John Hodgman, right? He was um, PC in the old Mac and PC commercials, and he used to have a regular thing on The Daily Show um, back when John Stewart was on there. 
uh, back when, never mind. Um, and, uh, and, but, but people send in disputes and he adjudicates disputes. And, and the reason they started the show was because, you know, he's really good at sounding pompous and might, like he wrote this book before any of this, he wrote this book called something like the areas of my expertise, which was just this really hilarious book in which he, I mean, it's complete BS, uh, um, but it, it, it was really fun. And the audiobook was fun, but this podcast, people send in their really stupid disputes um, and he adjudicates them, but he does it in a way that is so empathetic and like uh, thoughtful. And it, it, it's like a stunning podcast to listen to, which I, I really, really enjoy. Um, and it really, uh, yeah, make you laugh, make you think, probably not make you cry. And then the other podcast that I've really been enjoying is called Everything is Alive. And this one just boggles my mind. It's actually, the, the, what it is, is it's somebody interviews inanimate objects, like a lamppost um, or a Roomba. And they have, uh, they have um, improvisational comedy people play the, the inanimate objects. And it also is actually really kind of touching in a weird way. Like, just go listen to the first episode where I think if they interview, I think it's a can of Coke. And um, I won't give – they're like 15, 20 minutes. I won't give away how it ends, but I, like, gasped. And then, like – anyway, just mind-blowing. I absolutely love That almost part. reminds me of the Teach Me About the Great Lakes episode where you interviewed the buoys. Yeah. Well, we found out about this after. Um, uh, and if we could do a buoy – if the buoys were in that vibe, we would – do that but i think the amount of work frankly that goes into it. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about you talk directly to the buoys all right but what is our science podcast i oh, yeah. would like to bring up one um, that was nominated for multiple categories and we spoke with some of the producers of this um the water we swim in which is a podcast produced by our colleagues at wisconsin sea grant um and it just tells a lot of interesting stories and inter like stories that need to be heard frankly so yep so that's the one that i will vote for kim fantastic and I am also going to vote for that one, and it is currently up for a Signal Award, so if you wow. would like to vote for it, um, check it out and go give him a vote. Yeah. After you listen, of course. Yeah, yeah. well, we'll uh, no, don't listen. That's not true. Just go give him a vote. No, it's very yeah, good. Yeah, we don't After you listen. Right. After you listen, <laughs> while you're listening, <laughs> while why not both? Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really high quality work, and um, I, I talked about this. I'll be honest, I haven't finished the season because it's just I don't listen to podcasts as much since I don't commute every day. Um, but uh, it's really high quality work. This is from Bonnie Willison and um, and the folks at Wisconsin Sea Grant. And they won the Lakey last year for Introduced. And I'll be honest, in terms of production, I think this is even better than Introduced. And I think the topic is uh, equally or more important in a different way um, than invasive species. So I, every time I see Bonnie, I tell her that I am in awe. And I'm very happy uh, for that to be a uh, this year's Lakey winner. One other one that I would like to mention is uh, Lakes Chat by the Alliance for the Great Lakes. Um, and what I like about that is they're talking about lakes issues, Great Lakes issues, and there are not a lot of podcasts. That, in fact, I think there are two um, that talk about Great Lakes issues broadly. And so I appreciate what they're doing. But no, I think that the easy choice here is the water we swim in. Okay, we're rounding about... Uh, uh, mm. We're rounding the corner near the final stretch. I was going to do a sports metaphor, but maybe that's not our deal. Um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> but Hard. first, it's uh, I, I, I was an athlete, but even though I was an athlete, I was not an athlete. So yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but first, we're going to have a wild card. We let people sort of do a wild card nomination, and we, we take some of those in. Some of these might become categories in the future. Some of them might uh, just not. So who knows? But for the nominee, I think since somebody nominated Titus. Uh, <laughs> For every award, 
I think it's important. We should have the Great Lakes Titus of the year as a Lakey. And, and, and the reason for this is that, the, you know, the work that Titus Seilheimer, Dr. Fish SG on Twitter, is, is amazing. He's as good at anyone as anyone at communicating like science, his passion for fish. You know, he'll just send out videos of in the field. As far as I can tell, he just goes to beautiful places, takes videos, posts them on social media. Um, you know, he Yes, I'm at, sure that's all he does, Stuart. <laughs> as far as I can tell. Uh, he points people to, you know, like important papers. He's a passionate advocate. I also like that, you know, during the work from home period, uh, you know, early in COVID, I would be on conference calls with him. And if it was at noon central time, he would like be on the call outside grilling and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's pretty admirable. Uh, plus, he's the titular Dr. Fish, right? Uh, one of the two titular Dr. Fishes in Ask Dr. Fish. Um, so I think all of that's really great, which is why I think Titus is the runner up for Great Lakes Titus of the Year. The winner for Great Lakes Titer, Titus of the Year this year Harsh, is, is Titus, Titus Winders, a junior at Southern Indiana University, one of the key members of their indoor track and field team. He is the school record holder for the 3,000 meters, a six-time Great Lakes Valley Conference Indoor Track Athlete of the Week, and truly a deserving Titus of the Year. So, our Great Lakes uh, Titus of the Year goes to Titus Winder of Southern Indiana <laughs> University and the runner-up is the many-time nominated Titus Seilheimer. Neither hope kill nor you. I knew any of this, and we are both staring at Stuart like, how could you? How? All I'm right, dying. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna move away from that. Another nomination was um, about Great Lakes art, and there were some really great um, art. Pro- oh my goodness, Stuart. Sorry, sorry, Titus. So sorry. All right. Um, so now we are going. Um, another nominee was um, Bugsy Sailor and um, the Year of the Sunrise. Go check this out, man. This person is is going around uh, mostly in Lake Superior and the Upper Peninsula, but also all sorts of different places. And the photos, they resolved to uh, take a photo a day, and they are stunningly beautiful. And just Yeah, it's really nice, and it's it's been a moment of serenity. I've started following that um, uh, since I saw the nomination, and it, it's really nice, and it's a nice way to start. And the other thing is that... I don't, I don't know how long this will last. It's been a few years already, but it is data in its own way, too. It right? absolutely is, yeah. yep. And yeah. people can, yes, that's... I won't go off on data either. <laughs> I agree. Well, we will have a wild card lakey then for the uh, Great Lakes Art of the Year. Okay. Um, now, these next two are in some ways the big ones, in some ways not, right? And so these are always hard for us because, first of all, all the Sea Grant nominations are done by our friends and colleagues. And, and, and also, it's really hard to compare, like, a, a TikTok account to, you know, like, the Center for Great Lakes Literacy, <laughs> you know, and, like, what they're going for or... or um, yeah, and, and so that's that you're the Great Lakes Aquaculture Collaborative to like beach ambassadors. And so we always really struggle with what to do here. And there's so many great, uh, great, great things. And so we're going to start with the Great Lakes Science Communication uh, Product of the Year. And so um, do you have a nominee that you would like to point out? One of the nominees was the uh, Glances Managing Great Lakes Invaders animated video series that was created by Michigan Sea Grant. Um, this is a really cool little kit kind of of informational videos that are pretty accessible and things like that. So um, I thought that was a cool nominee. 
Yeah, and videos are becoming more and more important now that people have, you know, all this information overload all the time. Um, so you really have to grab their attention. And so I liked the nomination, The Eerie Situation, which is a documentary film by Great Lakes Outreach Media. Um, it helps people around the Great Lakes understand kind of Lake Erie's harmful algal blooms, what's at stake, how they affect boating and swimming and all that other stuff, um, and then also what possible solutions there could be. And so I think it's a really good documentary about an important aspect of Lake Erie that affects lots of people. And oops, I forgot one of the nominees I wanted to mention too was um, there's coloring sheets. Yep. This so was going to be my mention. Yeah, go ahead. So the, um, and I again apologize for the name, but it, uh, Taja Tucker uh, has made these really cool coloring sheets and like paper craft things um, about you know everything from round goby, no hot dog bum. You can probably make your own uh, quagga muscle and things like this. These are really neat, just sort of physical things you can touch, right, and print out and, and that sort of stuff. And so it's a great way to you know um, it's a great way to interact with these different species and things you can do with your whole family and, and stuff like that. And so I think that's really great too. Right. And I'm pretty sure I, I saw some at the joint aquatic sciences meeting in the booth that was next to our sea grant booth. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure hope saw me sort of I look did. Over. I tried to get some and all of them were taken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were really, really, Too really slow. cool. Um, they were really, really cool. But as, as Stuart mentioned, I mean, it's really hard to compare. Yeah. Like how do you compare a coloring sheet oranges, to sure. a documentary? Yeah. It's not even apples. It's apples. It's like and, a shoe. Yeah. And yeah. An a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and an orange. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take out the Erie situation because they have already won a lot of different awards. They don't need our help. And so they don't need a lakey. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to puff them up. You know what? I think, I think I'll be honest, and this, this is always the rub here, right? And this is why we do this because we show that it's the impossibility of it. But I think that our show is, as we often say, fundamentally goofy. And so as that, we should celebrate uh, the fundamental silliness, or not silliness, but the lightheartedness of coloring sheets about uh, quagga mussels and round or paper crafts about quagga mussels and round gobies. They're and, really cool. And they are really cool. You should check them out. <laughs> go print them. It's not like, yeah, just go do it. So uh, yeah, I think that is going to be our Lakey uh, winner. Does that work for you? Yes, it absolutely does. Okay, yep. Great. And now the moment we've all been waiting for, the Great Lakes uh, Communications or Outreach Program of the Year. This is different from the communications product, and it's something that's kind of ongoing as opposed to a one-off is the idea. Although every year I look at the nominations and realize maybe that's not that clear, Uh, which is fine. The one I would like to call out here is from our friends at Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary uh, called Get Into Your Sanctuary. And so this is a, uh, they have students get into a glass bottom boat in Lake Michigan out of Alpena and uh, just hundreds of school-age children named the Shipwreck Alley. They learn about the Great Lakes firsthand. And I love that. I had a formative experience um, at Silver Springs, Florida in glass bottom boats. Um, and so this one really strikes home with me. It gives people a chance to get out on the Great Lakes. And so I love it for that reason. Yeah, that's really fantastic. And I mean, we have our our non-animal of the year was a, a vessel that was taking people out, right? So that seemed like a pretty cool, pretty yep. cool thing. I really like the nomination of the Baby Lake Sturgeon release events. <laughs> I have seen Carolyn post on social media about these because she goes with her kids and it looks amazing. Yeah, it's 
You get to hold a little dinosaur oh. in your hand. <laughs> That's true. No, oh, no, cool. it's true. Much like uh, with Monty and Rose and the baby plovers, you don't get to hold them, but little dinosaurs. Right. And you're also, dinosaurs. you know, contributing to the restoration of extraordinarily yeah. important species that for some reason was not nominated for Animal of the Year. Yeah. Well, that tells you something about how people feel about sturgeon. Warg. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah, we got, we got Titus doing that. Let's see. Uh... Womp, womp, womp. There's Lakey runner-up Titus Seilheimer going womp, 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 womp. <laughs> All right, so my nominee um, came up a couple of different times, and it's really an incredible program. It's the uh, Student Watershed Watch in um, Northwest Ohio. They It says, testing the water since 1989. So students get to go out and... Um, do sampling. So, you know, we talked about the Erie situation a minute ago. Northwest Ohio is the land where everything happens that then influences what's happening in the western basin of Lake Erie. And so getting students out, helping them do all of this information, they're giving presentations, and it really seems like a fantastic, fantastic program. Okay, so how do we figure this out? We got three or four really good nominees and, like, no way to compare them fairly. What, what, uh, what should we do? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so I think one of the things that I thought was really cool about the um, the um, the watershed program is um, one of the nominees was my students and I participated in it for the first time this year. Um, and like, so it's 2022. It's been happening since 1989 and it's still bringing on new people who learn about the issues that we all care about. So, And they were so excited about it yeah. that they nominated it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, for the baby sturgeon events, do they like? Is there a specific group that puts those on, or is it done by multiple groups throughout? Well, the when day? a mommy it's and a... daddy sturgeon, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big coalition um, of individuals. So, Michigan sea, Michigan sea Grant is really involved, but there's like the Saginaw Bay um, Watershed Initiative, I think, um, and they are. There's a whole bunch of partners all around. They partner with like local nature centers and things like that. Like down in Frankenmuth, if you've ever been there, it's a very weird place. But they do release uh, events. Yeah. Very cool. It sounds like we have two runners up, but I think we should announce the Lakey winner via song. Um, because this ties into something we did recently with the uh, importance of certain areas over others. And so uh, I think we will have a, a couple of wonderful runners up, including our good friends at Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary and their Get Into Your Sanctuary programming, which I want to take my kids to. And of course, the uh, Sturgeon releases. But for the winner, let's just uh, everybody step right up. time for the wheel of eerie what it will land on is a big mystery so many issues with lake eerie which of them will we discuss on teach me about the great lakes that's right the student watershed watch in northwest ohio is the lakey winner for outreach program of the year uh, the way that they work with students is just magnificent it's such they do science they do education uh, they work on analyzing data they have a summit uh, what a fantastic program and a truly worthy lakey winner and that is going to wrap it up for the 2022 Lakeys. This is our last episode of the year, probably. And uh, I want to thank you all for listening. You know, this is a silly thing. And this is now our third year. Did we just complete our third year? We completed our third year of the show, right? Woo-hoo. Yeah. And in fact, I remember the very first episode we had Sarah on and was Hope and I co-hosting. And Carolyn was like a guest. Like uh, a sneaky guest. Sneaky guest. Yeah. <laughs> I like your sneaky voice. Like a sneaky guest. <laughs> Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I bring something up, though, before we, we yeah. wrap it all up? And, and 
So something I thought was really, really cool about the, the Great Lakes, nom- Lakey's nominees is that they came from all of the Great Lakes. Um, and that's, I don't know. I think that's pretty that's neat. That's impressive. Yeah. 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 I completely, completely agree. Uh, but anyway, that's going to do it for this year. So I will give you the, uh, yeah. So thank you everybody for listening. We've got even more stuff planned for next year. Uh, the stupidity rolls on and we couldn't be happier um, than for that to happen. So as Thank you always, to our guests. Thank you to our guests. Yes, we had, I mean, uh, oh gosh, we had, we had about 20, 25 guests this year um, just doing amazing work. And that's the reason that we're here, that and to screw around with our friends at work. And so that's all good. Teach Me About the Great Lakes is brought to you by the fine people at Illinois Indiana Sea Grant. And we encourage you to check out the great work that we do at iicgrant.org and ILIN Sea Grant on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Teach Me About the Great Lakes is produced by Hope Charters, Megan Gunn, and Rini Miles. Ethan Chitty is our associate producer and fixer. Our senior producer is Carolyn Foley. Our super fun podcast artwork is by Joel Davenport. Thank you, Joel. And the show is edited by the awesome Quinn Rose. Thank you, Quinn. Oh, my goodness. I cannot imagine how much you hate us right now. <laughs> Go check out Quinn's work at AspiringRobot.com. Hire, hire Quinn to do your podcast. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email. Teach me about the Great Lakes at gmail.com or leave a message in our hotline at 765-496-IISG. You can also follow the show on Twitter, again, while it lasts, at Teach Great Lakes. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. It really is a pleasure and an honor and a joy and fun and awesome and entertaining, at least to us. And keep grading those links. <laughs>